Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right, welcome to episode four of Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I am very excited to be interviewing Tom Schwab from Inbound for E-Commerce on the podcast today. We're going to kick things off with an interview with Tom to learn about his life and inbound for e-commerce. And then in the second half of the show, I'll be joined by my co-host, Andrew Dimsky, to break down what we learned from Tom. So now that you know what to expect, let's get to Tom Schwab. Tom, welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. Thanks, Gray. Pleased to be here. Yeah, awesome to have you on with us. Hey, could you start just by sharing with the listeners what your personal story is? How did you get to the point in your life where you're running inbound for e-commerce and, and uh, what's, what's brought you to where you are today? Yeah, I actually started as a HubSpot customer and we still run an e-commerce store called Goodbye Crutches. And we started uh, with uh, inbound marketing uh, about five years ago after reading uh, Inbound Marketing by Brian and Darmesh. Uh, we looked at it and said it makes a whole lot of sense. So for the first Probably six months, we hacked it together with free tools because at that time, really, there was nobody that was doing e-commerce with HubSpot. So we hacked it together with WordPress and MailChimp and Google Analytics and were amazed by the success we were seeing. You know, all that we really needed was a tool. So uh, with that, uh, we started uh, on board with HubSpot and really transitioned from building our business on pay-per-click to uh, going to an inbound um, strategy. And with that, you know, it took us from a regional player to a national leader. And when we started with them, it was, uh, we were getting about 3,000 um, unique visitors a month. And, you know, uh, now we're at 70,000 a month. And while it doesn't sound a lot, uh, it's a small niche that, that we're in. And we've gone from uh, buying every, every visitor uh, with pay-per-click to now getting high-quality organic uh, traffic. So about uh, a year ago, um, after uh, a lot of requests uh, for helping people with inbound marketing, especially as it applies to e-commerce, uh, went ahead and uh, started an agency called Inbound for E-commerce. And really, we just focus on, um, on using HubSpot inbound strategy uh, for e-commerce. Wow, that's awesome. So you went from 3,000 to 70,000 visitors a month once you started using inbound. And what was you mentioned starting that was that five years ago that you started that transition? Really, it's about uh, th- those numbers are based on about uh, four years. Wow. So we really saw it and, uh, you know, the harder you work, the faster you see it. And we really saw an uptick in traffic and sales uh, within the first two quarters. That's great. So um, I was and I was checking out Goodbye Crutches. Prior to this conversation, Tom, how, how are you balancing the time and your energy right now between you've got the successful e-commerce um, store and business going on, and then you're also trying to run the agency at the same time? Yeah, about a year and a half ago, we went and restructured uh, Goodbye Crutches and really um, promoted some people from the inside that had been doing great, great work for us um, and trying to run it more as, a, uh, as an owner uh, as opposed to a day-to-day manager. Um, with that, uh, Goodbye Crutches, you know, uh, is still our flagship, um, but everything we use there, uh, we learn there, um, we use uh, with our uh, 
our other customers. And I always say that uh, if I'm going to run a test that I've never done before, I'd rather run it on uh, my site than a customer's site. Right. That's awesome. So as far as the services and kind of the team structure with Inbound for e-commerce, are you doing the actual web development for people? Are you taking them from uh, strategy through a lot of the execution of it? Or what? What does uh, kind of what's the service offering that you guys have, and then what does the team structure look like? Sure, we've got a, a varied uh, model from the standpoint. There's all kinds of great full service agencies out there, and that's what we're not we're not trying to to compete with them or to to build something like that. Really, what we're trying to do is help people execute it on the e-commerce side. So, with that, we're doing a lot on the strategy side. We're doing um, coaching and consulting. We do some white hat for different agencies that that don't want the customer to know about us and other ones. um, We're helping them with the execution. More than anything, we want to show them how they can use the systems and the campaigns in e-commerce to really build a marketing machine. Because e-commerce is so much different than B2B. Some of the rules are different. Um, So with that, uh, we allow people to sort of tap into what we've learned, both in hiring freelancers, uh, going ahead, uh, hiring virtual assistants, and and really how to build an inbound army. Because what we found is that uh, we're out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, and not all the creative, talented people want to live in Kalamazoo. Uh, So with that, uh, we've really tapped in, and we were able to run a – multi-million dollar B2C direct-to-patient e-commerce site uh, without using a, an agency or full-service agency or even having a full-time marketing department. That's great. What you're reminding me of right now is a book that I read not that long ago by Chris Ducker, Virtual Freedom. Have you? It sounds like a lot of the same uh, thoughts that he has that you've kind of operated your business off of the, some of those principles. Have you seen that? Is that uh, has that kind of influenced your thinking? Uh, very much so. Um, um, I've had uh, worked with virtual assistants for probably about four years, and the amount of talent that you can get out there is amazing. Uh, you know, there's no there's no super freelancer, just like there's no super virtual assistant. Um, but uh, the people that you can find with specific skills, you know, from e-commerce, pay-per-click, um, analytics, and then even some of the administrative tasks, you know, like posting blogs doing the social media, the, the graphic design. Um, it's amazing to tap into those. And you can really build uh, an inbound army uh, of people that you can that you can uh, tap into and rely on. Great. Well, hey, Tom, one of the things that we really like to cover here is uh, a success story, something that you guys have had a lot of success with recently at the agency um, or with a client specifically. Are there any stories you'd like to highlight? And then one of the things that I'd like to dig into along these lines, just to kind of give you where my mind's going with this, is um, what does it take to be good at e-commerce as well? Sure. I guess one of the things that we're most excited about right now is HubSpot COS and what it means uh, to e-commerce. Um, specifically uh, people that are already on HubSpot and want to start selling from there. One of the uh, successes we had was at a recent Hug uh, meeting, they were uh, talking, one of the people there was talking about that they still take orders over the phone and they're selling um, books and online courses and um, even some, some seminars for people. And they were frustrated because while they'll go ahead and, and put it up on HubSpot, um, they can't sell it from there. 
And so we started talking about it. And the, the reason was, is they didn't want a full shopping cart and two platforms to manage and the double hosting and everything. And the more we started talking about that, we, we, we showed them that it's very, very easy with the HubSpot COS to just add some, uh, some HTML code right to there so that you can have somebody go ahead and purchase items directly from your cart or from your, your store. And when you start looking at it, it's amazing because you can, with smart content, treat different people different ways. So if you know they're on a list called wholesaler, well, then just show them the wholesale pricing from the very beginning. You know, if they're a repeat customer, well, you can put their name right on there and, and talk to them directly from that. So I think the power of COS is amazing. Uh, and I think it's really just sort of limited by the, uh, the creativity of the user. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You can, and that's something that we haven't done with any clients yet in our agency. Guava boxes work with them directly using the HubSpot COS to display different products based on folks. You know, we we haven't done a whole lot in e-commerce with the COS, but that is an awesome idea and a great application of the tool to show specific products to people based on what you know about them already without having some of the limitations of a tool um, like a WooCommerce or uh, you know some of the other platforms that are out there. Right. And most people don't think of themselves as e-commerce. They think of that as um, people that are selling, you know, uh, massive amounts of things. But if you've got anything that you're taking credit cards for, be it nonprofits with the donations, be it, uh, you know, you look at HubSpot, even they've got an e-commerce section on HubShop there. Yep. Uh, it just makes a whole lot of sense to do it from the same platform. And for security reasons, you'd much rather a customer put their credit card information into HubSpot than for them to call it in and for you to be writing credit card information down over the phone. Right. What are the primary platforms you're using to integrate, to put e-commerce directly into the HubSpot COS? Yeah, there's a couple ways to, uh, to do it. Um, you can go ahead and probably the easiest way is to use PayPal. Um, you can go ahead and get the button code right from there um, and add that HTML code straight into the HubSpot COS. Um, and you can make donation buttons, um, subscription buttons, um, you know, add to cart, buy now, really whatever you want. The downside there is that all of them pretty much look like PayPal buttons, which can be a good thing because it's a trusted uh, symbol. But then it takes you off the site. Um, there's also a platform called um, FoxyCart. And they're pretty much focused more on big enterprise users where uh, a Fortune 100 company that already has a website that is selling things off of that website. Uh, but it's very interesting because you can use it for something like HubSpot very easily. Um, and so with that, you add the HTML code the same way to get the buttons, but you can customize it a lot more. And from a mobile experience, it's amazing because um, the shopping cart basically just slides over on the screen. So the customer or the, the person that's checking out really doesn't know that they're leaving your site. It's a very clean, seamless way, and you can integrate that with, uh, with HubSpot. Gotcha. That makes sense. I know that one thing that we've toyed around with before because of that experience of, hey, I don't want people leaving the site, is using a tool like Gumroad. Um, which is a it works with a stripe with stripe as the back end to power the transactions and it's a pop-up modal where they can enter their card and purchase directly from the site 
the downside to most of those types of platforms, um, some of the Gumroad competitors out there, is you're paying typically uh, close to double the transaction fee um, on a lot of those things out there versus just using a standard PayPal or Stripe type service. Right. You're looking, you know, PayPal fees are probably the higher ones. If you look at something like FoxyCart, it's amazing. You can set it up really for, for anything. You can have it um, use your standard merchant service provider and you're just paying their fees. Um, PayPal, Dwala, um, they even take uh, Bitcoin on there where you can set it up. Um, and then the transactions, I think they add an extra anywhere from nickel to 15 cents per transaction for so for somebody like a, a nonprofit or somebody that's not, you know, selling as much, um, it's really a good option. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to have to check out FoxyCard. I know I've seen them in the past and never really paid much attention, but that would definitely be worth taking a look at. Tom, what is uh, what does your process look like if you're going in um, and you're giving co- you're providing coaching services to an e-commerce client? What does your process look like to help them understand the inbound methodology and figure out how to integrate the two? Yeah, to me, it's really um, making sure that they understand what the inbound philosophy is. Um, e-commerce especially is very used to spending money on budgets. So they're very good at paying you know thousands of dollars a month for pay-per-click. But with that, they also see an immediate return with that. Um, I always call it pay-per-click is like a drug where you take it, you see the high, and then you go through the withdrawal the next day. So really it's a mind shift on not what they want to get tomorrow, but what they want to get a year from now and two years from now. And I don't think there's anything such as free traffic anymore. Those days are gone. Um, And the paid traffic for e-commerce is getting more and more expensive. Uh, you know, the, the gravy train for e-commerce is, is really ending. And I think people are seeing that where selling on Amazon or eBay doesn't really work anymore. It's never been easier to sell online, but harder to make a buck. So those people that are really the leaders in e-commerce are starting to look at it and saying, at the current rates here, pay-per-click is not going to be uh, a viable option in years to come. Um, Facebook ads, things like that are getting more and more expensive. So they're looking and saying, how can I grow this long term? So with that, really focusing on a strategy, focusing on the buyer persona, and then start going through and, and just building campaigns so that they can have this evergreen content and that each piece of content you know, has a purpose and drives a persona along the buyer's journey. Right. And are you splitting up your services, Tom? Are you going in and doing maybe a coaching consulting portion and then separate fee now will help you with campaigns or do you package those together? What's kind of your pricing model as you're attracting clients? You know, it's really based on the needs of the clients. So we've got some that are, you know, just getting started with inbound marketing and trying trying to teach them uh, along the ways there. We've got some that have been using, uh, inbound marketing or HubSpot for a while, and they're not seeing the results that they'd hoped to. And a lot of times that's because they're trying to apply B2B rules to a fast-paced B2C um, e-commerce uh, model. And then other ones that we're, we're working with are ones that, uh, that are trying to, to make the mind shift from how do we go from pay-per-click 
to content marketing and really showing them that content marketing is a subset of inbound marketing and trying to show them an overall strategy of, okay, this is, this is how you amplify with social media. This is how you use user generated content. Um, this is how you build campaigns so that they really have a system. And, and our, our whole goal there is to, to teach and empower them uh, to do it themselves. Great. That's awesome. It's, uh, that's one of our goals at Guava Box is how do we help a client go f- continue to improve their own internal skill set, not just rely on the agency the whole time, but like you said, you're trying to enable their team and help them just shift their entire mindset to embrace inbound and the power that that has for their business. So I like that approach a lot. I kind of want to shift gears here, Tom. I'd love to know from you, um, all agencies out there, I know at Guava Box, there's a number of things on our uh, immediate list for improvement. There's always things that you're struggling with. I'm curious to know, what's something that your agency is struggling with right now? Um, I would have to say the the biggest thing is just trying to uh, to teach and educate the, the inbound philosophy and what it is um, to the e-commerce world. Um, they're not familiar with it, and it's like it's two two different camps. You've got e-commerce that doesn't understand inbound, and inbound that doesn't understand e-commerce. So, trying to educate both of those, um, I'm amazed by the number of HubSpot users or um, um, companies that just don't see themselves as e-commerce, but yet that's that's all the problems that they're having is e-commerce. And that could be the, the nonprofit that's, um, that's trying to take donations online. Uh, we work with one high-end uh, business coach. And while he's got one-on-one business coaching clients, he's also trying to, to do more leverage by selling um, online courses and uh, doing digital products. And all of those can be, uh, can be done through HubSpot. Um, I mean, with the COS, we've even been able to go ahead and integrating the the payment structure in there to host um, online courses and videos and everything right through there uh, through the COS. Yep, got it. It really comes down to that education. Are you finding as a result of the um, just the gap in education there around those two spheres? Is that contributing to a longer sales cycle, or what are some of the ways that you're getting around that? Um, not and not getting around it, but addressing it. And um, and providing that education in a way that's not sucking up all of your time um, in an in an un- unprofitable way for the agency. Well, I, I don't know if it's a it's a longer sales process, but I think by the time you get a customer, they better understand it, and they're a better customer because of that. Um, and trying to to educate them um, on the awareness that uh, awareness of of what inbound is and what it can do for them, or the awareness on the other side that they already have HubSpot and aware more of what they could do for it. So um, I've always been a, a, a fan of not focusing on the people so much at the bottom of the funnel because those are the, the quick wins, but uh, they'll go, you know, come and go pretty quick also. Uh, if you can really focus on that awareness and showing people that uh, there's so much more that they could be doing with e-commerce or with HubSpot, um, I think uh, it's well worth it. Right. Yeah. Teaching them how to cast that wider net. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've mentioned PayPal, Foxycart. Obviously, you're using HubSpot a lot. Do you have any other, uh, just like a couple favorite tools that are contributing to either tools you use for productivity or as as far as operations, things that you really enjoy using? 
Um, yeah, there's two of them. One, um, with having so many remote workers and having clients uh, really throughout the world, uh, time changes and um, uh, trying to schedule appointments is always a challenge. And uh, I don't know what I would do without the scheduling software to, to see my calendar and pick times. And um, so the one we use right now is Schedule Once, which has been, has been great. Um, the other one for project management, uh, since so many of our projects and campaigns are just sort of uh, the same, the same template that you go through and um, and build each each month, each quarter. Uh, we started to use a, a program called SmartSheet, and while it's not great for designers, they they more go towards the Trello um, for putting everything in one place. Consider it like a uh, Excel spreadsheet. Um, on steroids, where everything there can be there, accessible to everyone real time. Great. That's awesome. Tom, I want to ask you a little bit about how you get in the groove every day and get so much done. Um, I know that you talked about shifting roles a little bit with Goodbye Crutches to more of the owner role, but there's still going to be some level of involvement. So there's an awful lot that's on your plate on a daily basis. Walk us through your average morning. What does that look like? Yeah, you know, I learned this from a customer. And uh, he put out a, a download that's become his most pop, popular download, and it was called Steps to a Productive Day. And he pretty much quantified what I had already t- always tried to do, but it's basically just a two-page download that he has. And it goes through and says, what do you want the day to look like? Before you even start to find, you know, what are the things you want to get done in your business, you know, what are the, the hard conversations you need to have? Who are the people you need to connect with? Uh, what resources do you need? And then also looking at it a holistic way of what do you need to do for yourself, for your family, for the relationships. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, going back to the, the uh, seven habits of highly effective people, start with the end in mind, you know. When you start the morning, decide what your ideal day is going to look like. And while it never turns out like you planned, at least when you put your head down at the, uh, the end of the day, you realize that I intentionally lived this day and did what I had planned to do. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful concept. I love that book by Covey and just the power of starting with the end in mind, having a plan. Um, there's no way to get there if you don't know where you're trying to go, or I guess... Alternatively, maybe every road gets there if you don't know where you're trying to go, and that's not a good thing either. So, Awesome. Well, good stuff, Tom. Hey, I appreciated having you on. Thanks for joining us on the Inbound Agency journey. What's the best way for listeners to connect with you? The best way, Gray, would just be find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it seems like where everybody is connected there, just Tom Schwab from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I love connecting with other HubSpot partners. Um, I think the biggest challenge that all of us have uh, is the uh, the ignorance of what inbound marketing is and what it could do. And I don't see anybody here as being a competitor. The market is so huge that uh, our biggest competitor is ignorance. And with that, the more we can work together to to convert people to, to an inbound philosophy and an inbound strategy uh, will be good for them and be good for us. That is the truth. Great. Well, we'll include that information in the show notes. We'll talk to you too. We'll talk to you soon, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Greg. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. 
If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Welcome to episode four of Inbound Agency Journey. I am Andrew Dembski. We're recapping an awesome convo between Gray and Tom, where we talked about inbound for e-commerce companies. Gray, what are, I'm so excited for your thoughts. As a web developer, what did you think of your conversation with Tom? Yeah, you know, it was fun to connect with Tom and talk through e-commerce. And uh, I guess there's, there's kind of like multiple worlds of e-commerce. And so what Tom is talking about doing, just embedding um, PayPal uh, checkout information on a page and using uh, FoxyCart, which he talked about, which is um, a tool that I hadn't, um, I'm not familiar with. Um, You know, there's, that can be really helpful. There's, there's definitely a need for that type of e-commerce, but then there's kind of the other end of e-commerce where we're talking about a fully functional store, um, that requires some kind of e-commerce CMS. And, you know, there's a lot of other platforms out there for that. There's a lot of other agencies who focus on a lot of products, a lot of variation, a lot of more complex, more complex functionality essentially baked into it. So it was great to talk to him and learn about what he's done with his first company, Goodbye Crutches, and then also to hear how he's helping people right now and what his specific process looks like for diving into the e-commerce strategy and how kind of the rules have changed or are different in some ways between basic or essentially what we do a lot of times in a non-e-commerce application um, to an e-commerce specific site. He was talking a little bit and unfortunately I didn't catch this in the interview. We talked afterwards a little bit about how uh, for e-commerce sites, he never, he always tells people not to have their blog be linked up in the header because you're potentially taking somebody, taking a potential customer off to a blog to see potential questions that they should have asked prior to purchasing instead of the faster sales process that is typical in e-commerce. So it's it's good to learn from him some of what he's seen and his experiences in the e-commerce space. Yeah, I love how he comes to the table with an example, kind of like Marcus of Riverpools, you know, when you apply it first to your business and then you come to the agency, I think you've got a cool perspective uh, and you can approach things from a little bit of a different angle than those of us who just started out in the agency and have helped clients um, just from an agency perspective. So I thought that was cool. Did you have any thoughts, Gray, on uh, just what is the future of the HubSpot COS in terms of e-commerce functionality, both other features that are available today and where you would like to see it go in the future? Yeah. That's a great question. I wish that I knew the answer. I thought for a while HubSpot was for sure going to come out with some sort of e-commerce way to do at least limited e-commerce through their own platform. And now I'm not so sure that that's going to happen. There are some strong integrations coming out um, with like Shopify, what Groove um, has built in their integration and with Magento and with some of the other um, e-commerce platforms. The other the other way that I think that this could go is there is a lot of really cool stuff being done with the HubSpot COS being used as um, as a CCK or essentially for what if you're familiar with WordPress um, custom post type. So basically repurposing the blog functionality um, for purposes other than your traditional blog. And so I think there's some potential 
with that, some of the stuff that Tom was talking about using smart content has a lot of potential. So I don't know whether HubSpot is just going to continue to improve integrations and stay focused on what they're trying to do or if there's something coming from them on the e-commerce side in the future. I know that it does turn away a lot of folks right now and maybe the increased integrations will be enough. But I'll be really interested to see what folks come out with in terms of repurposing some of the blog functionality and how HubSpot, whether HubSpot kind of goes in that direction a la WordPress or whether they stay away from that, stick to their guns or come up with a completely separate e-commerce platform. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. I think there's so much opportunity out there. And the, what Tom mentioned about using smart content, even in a limited functionality way, but being able to use that to display different types of products and stuff, I think there's, even with what we have now, there's a lot of opportunity out there for folks to do really, really cool things. So if you guys want to grab the show notes for this episode of Inbound Agency Journey, you can head over to doinbound.com slash podcast. Grab everything right there from this episode. If you've enjoyed this, we would love a review on iTunes. So head over to iTunes and plug in Inbound Agency Journey. Drop us a review there. Good, better, ugly. We would love to hear your thoughts and how we can make this better. If you've got any questions about the podcast or anything that we can do to make it better, feel free to email Gray or I at gray at doinbound.com or Andrew at doinbound.com. And until next time, keep moving forward. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.